Today's guests come to us from Frank Elementary. Grace is a librarian with 21 years of experience. She's taught in our school district for 15 years and is passionate about helping students find the right book to get them excited about reading while also being innovative when approaching the library environment. She's won awards like Superintendent's Initiative Award for EdCamp in 2018, Professional Support Employee of the Year in 2019, and Superintendent's Initiative Award for the student-led podcast series we believe that we'll talk about in a little bit in 2020. Our other guest is Ashley Huff, who's a second year teacher who's very passionate about student voice and writing. She's also won awards like the 2020 recipient of the Board of Trustees Recognition for High Quality Teaching and the 2020 Superintendent's Initiative Award. She's the brains behind the original idea of this episode and I can't wait for you to hear from her and hopefully ignite creativity in your own classroom or life. Take a listen now. Hi, and welcome to Conversations for our April episode. We're so excited to have Ashley Huff from Frank. Say hi, Ashley, to our listeners. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes, and Grace Arkman, who's a librarian at Frank. Go ahead, Grace. Hi, everyone. And we are recording remotely. So 2021, um, they are at Frank and we are at, I'm at Central Office. So we'll go ahead and get started. We're really excited today that our episode is about just engaging with reluctant writers and Ashley and Grace, you guys can start us off with just a brief celebration from the district and connection to teaching and learning. Oh, I think we have a lot to celebrate this year. I mean, coming into this year, we didn't really know what to expect, but now looking back in fourth quarter, I feel like we've made huge strides in my, um, learning of technology and using that, like integrating it in the classroom, I feel like we are leaps and bounds from where we started. So I definitely want to celebrate that. And my students, they've been incredibly resilient and adaptable, and I just love them to pieces for that. That's awesome. Grace, what about you? Yes, I was going to say this year has, even though it has been a very difficult year, um, we have made such good connections with our students. and so they're very excited to learn in everything besides even writing, even in reading here in the library. And to be celebrated at the superintendent's initiative was pretty awesome too. <laughs> I still don't have words for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you guys got to be recognized. And so um, we'll just start, Ashley, kind of not really talking about your reluctant writers just yet, but you, this is your second year of teaching. Yeah. And. Listeners will hear about the bio of your um, short career so far before this episode, but briefly tell us about your experience as a first-year teacher pre-pandemic slash a day year versus mm-hmm. a full, almost full year of your second year in the middle of a pandemic. So um, before COVID hit, when I just started, I was a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed first-year teacher, just eager to be with my students and uh, learn with them and grow. And things were going so well. We, I was teaching writing and science. I was in a trio at that time. And the science, they were exploding. They loved everything about science. They were super engaged, really excited to learn. And then when we'd start talking about writing, it was a just, but, um, but no, first year teaching had been, it was really good. And then the pandemic hit. So we were like, okay, learning on the job and um, trying to figure that out. Year two was definitely um, a learning curve. 
uh, integrating technology kind of like my second hand with um, my teaching. So that was a great learning experience. But um, but yeah, it's definitely had its ups and downs and challenges, but I feel like it's making me a more resilient educator and um, just growing from it. So I love that perspective. But Grace, I want to ask you as a 21 year veteran as an educator, what has this pandemic year um, done for you as a veteran ed educator on your campus and in the district? <laughs> I don't know if there's really a difference between being a veteran this year and being a newbie this year, <laughs> because we have stretched ourselves in so many ways. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, if you would have told me even, I sit here and think about last year, like Zoom, what is Zoom? I mean, you know, we had no <laughs> clue. And so I may have had years under my belt, but I really didn't have an advantage. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that, what's funny is like every single person, and my husband included, because he's an, he's a teacher on a campus still. It's, I mean, everyone says the same thing. It's like we're all first year, so the good news is it's a collective efficacy of all of us starting from the beginning. Yes. So, um, so I don't want to say too much without you guys explaining it, but obviously, Ashley, you ran into the challenge your first year of teaching with some reluctant writers. And I want you just to kind of tell your listeners what I did, what I got to read during the prep of this episode of how you made a connection to the challenge that your fourth graders were like, we don't want to write. This is boring. It's not as fun to what you learned about in college and how you connected the two to, um, to the challenge that your writers had without going into the process that you created as the solution. Okay, I will try my best. <laughs> okay, so it kind of started with um, basically from the first transition from telling them, okay, we're done with science, let's go to writing. And it was a very loud collective, ugh, like they just didn't want to do it. And me as a first year teacher, I didn't know that students didn't want to do the work. I'm coming from my perspective, which is learning is amazing and fun. And everybody wants to do it all the time. But um, my students didn't share that point of view. So I really had to dig back to when I first fell in love with writing. And for me, honestly, that didn't happen until my first year of college. I had an amazing ELA teacher my first year. I was blessed with a great teacher who gave us a voice and helped us develop more of a purpose for writing than just for the grade. Um, she introduced me to um, this pop or this a radio series, sorry, called um, This I Believe. It was published through American, American Public Radio, and it had been around since about the 50s, and different celebrities and different uh, public figures, even a housewife, could write in on their personal beliefs, and they would read their writing on the radio. And so my teacher told us, you know, when we were telling her that we were struggling writing because we were reluctant writers as freshmen in college. She told us to listen to a couple of episodes to see the structure of like really good expository writing and to come back and see if we had any inspiration. And man, I was overflowing with inspiration because it was people from Theodore Roosevelt to um, Tony Hawk. I mean, just a wide range of voices that we got to listen to. And so I tried to see how I could relate that to a fourth grader. How do I bring that kind of thinking to a fourth grade perspective? And I thought, well, maybe I'll just let them listen to an episode. They really loved that I skateboarded. 
And so when we talked about that in class, they would really get excited about all those stories I would share with them. So I pulled up Tony Hawk's um, essay that he wrote for the, the um, series and they they had took it hook, line and sinker. They loved it. And then they were they were itching to um, to have the same voice and to be able to share their writing and their ideas. Okay, and so Grace as the librarian is your role is to help teachers become innovative. So Ashley comes to you with this challenge and you guys can kind of start to go into what process you had as the solution to this reluctance to writing after you saw this light bulb go off about the exciting topic of <laughs> Ashley is pretty exciting. She does a lot of things, rock climbing she doesn't told you about, and um, snowboarding and yeah. everything else. She Oh, I read about it. <laughs> she has these stories, so she hooked the kids with the stories, and she comes to me, and, and she's a first-year teacher, and she says, I have this idea. I'm thinking I want to create a podcast, and I'm listening to her because, you know, I have the, the best job in the world, and I get to work with all the kids, but then I get to work with teachers. And so when she tells me about this, I'm, I'm listening to her, and I'm like, yes, this sounds really cool. And I'm like, let's do it. And she says, okay. And then we're like, well, how are we going to do this? And I said, well, I think I, I'll let me do some research. And I came back to her and I said, I really like Anchor. I said, Anchor is supposed, you are supposed to be 13 to be on there by yourself, but we're not going to leave these kids by themselves. They're going to be with us. And I said, I think we can, it's the easiest podcast I can find to use. And so I did all the research behind it. And then, then we started literally using her phone and a headset not even a headset, little no, buds. Like, yeah. And um, we would bring kids in the library and we would have them reading on my circulation desk. <laughs> and it was so fun and the kids were so excited. And I just, I was just thrilled with the idea because I was, this is like, this is, this is different, you know, let's do this. And then COVID shut us down. <laughs> well, so. and for me as a first year teacher, I didn't really talk about this in my experience, but one of the things you experience as a first year teacher is sometimes people dismiss you because you're so excited and you have these big ideas. Sometimes it can be dismissed, but thankfully Klein is a different culture than that. And Grace and all of my leadership, they're so different. They, they really open up to all ideas. And she, like she said, she was full on board, full support for my crazy wild hair idea. And she had the know-how and the resource of anchor in order for me to funnel all those ideas into something that could actually come come into a, an actual product. So we're very excited. Yeah, I love that in your, um, in the prep for this episode, you talked about how y'all ended up getting a grant. And tell me a little bit why you decided to go that route because of the things that you needed in order to make this podcast successful. Well, we had some teachers come to us in the beginning of the year and say that they wanted to, um, you know, expand the podcast. They wanted their students to have the opportunity. I was all on board with that from the beginning. But like I said, I was a first year teacher running around the hall saying, hey, I'm going to do this podcast. And I think maybe they thought it would be too much or too much work or, you know, they just maybe felt overwhelmed by the idea because no one had done it yet. And um, so, but this year it was, everyone was all hands on deck. They were like, yeah, let's do it. We've already learned Zoom. We've learned so much. I mean, what could one more thing be? It's not, you know, and they just, it was a very different mindset. And so a lot of other teachers were really interested in extending it. But since we were only using my phone and some earbuds, we really, you know, learned very quickly that we couldn't sustain this if we were going to open it to more campuses. I mean, we had COVID and all other kinds of considerations we needed to make. We thought, okay, we need to designate 
a certain place and technology and resources to make this come to fruition. And so we we were planning on going after the Klein Education Foundation grant. So that was the first grant we were planning on doing. And so we signed up for that class. And the day before that class, we were approached by a community member had reached out to a teacher for the State Farm grant. And so we we have three days to fill out the <laughs> State Farm grant. And we got together as three of us and mm -hmm. we did. We filled it out <laughs> and um, we turned it in. And because we wow. knew we wanted to make this better for the kids too, that they had like a little studio set up that they could come in and they have their own computer and we would designate for this and we have microphones and we have headsets for them. And our goal is later on with fifth grade, like to have interviews and things like that so we can have multiple kids on there at one time, so. Yeah, I love that idea. And I like that you're giving the kids a voice and a modality that's popular. Um, according to our data, like our, pop our popular audiences that listen are more towards the 30 plus range, but if kids are listening to kids and hearing them talk about things they love, then it does open up more of an audience there. I want to talk about the process of bringing something that was challenging your leadership team to think outside the box and the normal status quo of a regular assignment. And Ashley, you kind of touched on this a little bit, that it takes a special leadership team mentality in order to embrace this idea that isn't the usual. And Grace, as an innovative librarian yourself, I'm sure you also have set the tone there for that. And I want you just to challenge the audience and, and those people that are in a leadership position on why it's okay to step out and let your teachers, or even we do have people that listen to this podcast are not educators, let the people that you serve challenge the status quo and don't be scared of it. So what would you say to those people that maybe haven't taken that leap into this innovative mindset to let the people they serve really fly with fun ideas? I think a great leader is one that listens to all voices. And even if they're a first year, very spontaneous, um, excitable voice, I think it's there's a lot of value in and going with maybe something that you haven't seen before and maybe something that is new and challenging. I think we grow the most, especially after this year. I feel like the most growth happens when you're uncomfortable and we need to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. I think if you're going to lead um, anyone, I think you need to first be okay with being uncomfortable with change because that is just the way our world works. And there's so much growth and great possibilities. Yes, there's going to be challenges and struggles, but if you make it past that, the reward is so sweet. And you can see it on the kids' faces in the halls. You can see it on the teachers that are a part of this and that are um, collaborating with us. They're excited again about their job. It's reinvigorating the whole campus. I mean, the, the kids are buzzing. They're tackling Grace in the hallway to tell her that they have <laughs> podcast writings. We have another episode we're going to publish probably later today or tomorrow. We can't stop these kids from sharing their voice now. So I think if you have um, the unique position of a leadership role in education, I think Welcome All Voices support crazy ideas because you never know which one's going to be the one that impacts a student. We're, I'm just going to add, uh, Monica, we're very fortunate here with our leadership with um, Tyra Story and Meredith Moss that they, they listen to us. And if we have a good idea, they're like, go ahead, run with it and let's see what happens here. 
And I encourage other librarians out there, you know, connect, collaborate with these teachers because even her first year teacher, she's not crazy. She's got, she has, I mean, she like, she literally invigorates me. I mean, because, you know, she makes me young again. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying, you know, because she has these great ideas and I'm like, okay, I want in with this because I just love the excitement. And like she said, I have kids in the morning passing me in the hallways going, I, I'm almost done with that essay. I'm coming to see you. So, you know, they're writing and they're excited. So what more could we ask? <laughs> I, I, I completely agree. I wholeheartedly agree. You know, Grace, I've been a campus administrator. I've been a teacher. And there's so many great benefits that veteran teachers bring to the table, veteran educators in all positions. It is a challenge sometimes for some veteran teachers or educators to get stuck in the, the way that things have always been or what has worked for most of their career. I will say it is inspiring to watch you embrace innovation 21 years in, and I'm curious if A, you always had this type of mindset towards new projects, new teachers, new things, or if it's something that you've had to cultivate after an ignition from a situation or a school year that you've had in your career. Can you talk to us a little bit about your mindset and my, if it's something that I you've think acquired? my mindset um, <laughs> may be acquired. It's just the fact that <laughs> I sometimes I think they would diagnose me as ADD today. I get bored doing the same things over and over. So I'm always looking for something new. I'm not, I've never was a teacher who could do the same lesson plans next year and the following year. That just wasn't me. So to be in a situation and in a school like this, where I can work with my colleagues and, you know, help them in any way I can, because, you know, I had some challenging years as a classroom teacher towards the end when I was there and I will never forget what it was like to be a classroom teacher. And that's my, that's what I live with every, every single day. You know, what can I do to make this fun for the children, make this the best experience in this library? Well, you know, and I want to, I love it. Oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to add to grace about the engagement factor with being excited and not doing the same thing every year. I also identify as ADD <laughs> and I get bored. Like that's why I have so many hobbies, but it also results in a ton of stories and perspectives and my students feed off of that. And I was the distracted talker in class. I was the disengaged student. So when I came into teaching, I was like, I am going to be the teacher that is exciting, that is awake, that is doing things that are meaningful for me. Because my, my brother, he also was a disengaged student, but since he was a boy, he kind of got painted into that picture of rowdy boy and you know, you just can't settle him down where I was a little quieter, not by, not very much, but I was a little quieter. And so, you know, it kind of gets looked over. And so I really think to, for us to reach all of these kids, we have to be really creative and really exciting and, and remember why we came into this profession to begin with. If you came to inspire and to lead and to change, you know, you need to be inspiring, you need to lead, and you need to make sure that you're changing as it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. So in what ways has this podcast stretched and grown you as an individual educator? Y'all are both talking about how you like to learn new things, do new things. But what in what ways have you been stretched? Um, just using <laughs> so this tech. Yeah, so many ways. <laughs> just using this um, technology in new ways. Like you said, learning to get on Anchor, adding music, 
we're hoping to, um, we did get a MacBook in this. So we're hoping to use like GarageBand and let, in letting the kids choose, maybe make their own music in the future. So they're doing more creating. Um, a few years ago, I saw John Spencer and he talked about this launch cycle and this fits right into that. I mean, where we're letting kids really create and be creative and their voice is coming out and you know other talents they might have too. So we're just kind of touching it. We're just getting started. We still have a long ways to go. So there's a lot of learning even on our part. And we're also teaching other teachers in this building and plan to also teach other teachers in the district this summer to encourage them to jump on board, you know, with us. Oh, definitely. We want to get as many people as possible on board because we just think it's so valuable to, to be able to capture a moment of time and these children's voices while they're still small voices. I mean, we're elementary, so we kind of max out at 11 and to have this little time capsule of what they thought and believed at that age and what was important to them. The parents have been in tears every time their student is featured on the podcast. And I just want that for everyone. I like, we were very fortunate to get our stuff organized and get that grant, but we don't want to just keep it here. We want to extend it. We want to really help nurture other teachers or educators who may be nervous or reluctant because they don't know. I want to open the doors. I want to take off the confusion and make it simple. And hopefully we're able to do that. Um, but yeah, we're definitely growing and stretching every day. I always have more ideas. And so I'm always <laughs> telling Miss um, Erkman, hey, <laughs> I have another idea. And so she's like, goodness gracious, she's got a notepad full of our next venture and the next one. And we're hoping to get a blog going to attach to the podcast so that our students that aren't wanting to share their voice um, aloud can share it in another format and have it tied. So. We have so many ideas. I just don't have enough time in the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so fun. Okay, well, we're going to go into our favorites part of the episode. So what is just one favorite thing in general right oh, now? Okay, so school-related or non-school related? No, life. It can I have be two of want, my new favorite things right now. My family just started outdoor rock climbing, so mm -hmm. I'm obsessed. And that is going to be happening okay. all summer. And the second thing is I found a book called The Writing Revolution. Oh, wait. Don't talk about the book just yet. No worries. That's our next question. So rock yeah, yeah. <laughs> so rock Okay. Okay. Oh, that one is going to be the last one. question. All right. <laughs> and for me, I guess for me, I'm thinking okay, that I have, with this pandemic in the beginning, I have a, a little bit more time at home. And so I've done a lot more cooking and um, baking. I love to cook and bake. I have a lot of my grandmother's um, handwritten recipes. And I've started actually using oh, Adobe Spark awesome. to record them, how I'm making the things so that I could pass this on to other people. Sat down and made my uh, meatballs and oh, sauce recipe I'm... and shared it with friends. And so I've been trying to do that. And that's been my release. Gosh, that's such a good idea. I mean, yours was too, Ashley. I, I complete. I'm a weird myself. person, but so I completely get it. <laughs> no, not at all. I like. I'm into other stuff. Okay, so what's one favorite book? It doesn't have to be work related. So Ashley is work related, unfortunately. So I'm sorry, but it is called The Writing Revolution, and I've already um, spoken with my leadership team, who is Team Yes, so they're going to let me implement it next year. But basically, it's 
um, ways to integrate writing across all content areas. And it's different ways you can do it. It's an amazing book. I can't wait to share with my team. Um, Miss Story said I could share it with the, the campus on what I'm learning about it. And so I started, I'm starting grad school this fall. And um, so I'm just really excited to be able to integrate what I'm learning there and with this book and be able to share what I'm learning with other teachers. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. This is hard That's because cool. my favorite you? books are whatever I'm reading at the time. <laughs> but um, I had to stop and think about one book that really um, moved me this year, and it was probably stamped by Jason Reynolds. And I think the movement of that book, it made me really stop and think about what I didn't know and what I wasn't taught. And I, it made me very aware mm -hmm. of being in a school, and especially as a librarian, that I have a responsibility that I need to make sure that every student, every student here sees themselves in a mirror in a book. So I, I made it a mission this year. One of my goals was to add so much more diversity to this library. And I have done that this year and I want to continue doing that um, just so that they, you know, they see them, even if they don't see themselves as a mirror, that they see themselves through the window there and what other people, what other cultures are like. We have Ramadan starting tomorrow. And I have added so many books so that the kids understand why some of our children aren't eating or drinking anything all day long during daylight hours. I think it's just yeah. so important that we understand each other so that we can get along. And um, I'm hoping to change some of these little lives for the future. That's my goal. Yeah. Love that, Grace. Well, you guys, thank you so much for taking the time out of the <laughs> end of a Monday after school. Like, that's like golden hour. I just appreciate the joy behind the motive of starting this just to help your kids and really just want to come in challenging the status quo. I just, I love thinking outside the box too, because it's like, well, let's do the next, you know, let's do this innovative thing. And so to see you guys really embrace it and put it into motion is exciting to watch. So thank you guys for the service that you do every day for our kids and to also push them um, with the skills that they need to have for the future and for their success. Thank so you thank you so much us. for coming oh, on thank today. Thank you so much. As you reflect on this episode, I hope you feel inspired to try something new in your personal and or professional life. The new doesn't have to be something you'll be good at automatically, and it might have a learning curve like it did for Ashley and Grace. I challenge you to see the challenges as opportunities for your students and yourself and that you choose to tackle them so you don't miss out on the amazing growth that leads from that courage. Here's to taking our learning and transforming the world.